Today's show is brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash animaniacast. Thank you so much to McCoy, Marjorie, Sir Zeke, Leslie, Alex, Marie, the Cartoon Gamer, Kyle, Christian, Brian, Martin, Patrick, and the Guaranteed Engine. Yes, these folks are helping keep the lights on at the Animaniacast, and they're getting bonus audio with Tom Ruger. So if you'd like to become a patron yourself, head on over to patreon.com slash Animaniacast today. And thank you, patrons. And welcome, everybody, to another Freakazoid episode of the Animaniacast. Yep. Something very strange is out there. Oh, hello! And welcome to my humble abode. Cheese nips? Let me tell you something. You pray for good coffee like this. This is the Freakazone, not to be confused with the Freakalair, which is where I keep the Freakmobile and my other neat stuff. The Freakazone is a secret place inside Dexter Douglas's mind where I spend my quiet time reflecting on life and watching reruns of Rat Patrol. Now that's entertainment! The Freakazone is also where I have profound thoughts. Here's one now. Take over Switzerland. Get all the chocolate. Off the top of my head, what do you want from me? And welcome everybody once again to another episode after a long hiatus of Freakazoid and Friends. Yes, this is the spin-off series of the Animaniacast, and this is the only podcast that lets you freak out about Freakazoid. Um yes, here we talk about a random episode in sequential order. <laughs> and we revisit all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And of course, in the end, we're going to give this episode of Freakazoid a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again are my co-hosts. There's my birthday brother, Nathan. Is it just me, or do I keep showing up later and later in each episode? <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. Hello. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is... Nathan's birthday. We're recording this on Nathan's birthday. So happy birthday, Nathan. Happy birthday, Nathan. That's you, Nathan. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed to tell myself happy birthday? Well, I guess you can. That's okay. <laughs> I guess there's no rules against there's No rules that. against it. No rules. Okay. So anyway, th- today we are talking about episode 11 of Freakazoid, which features next time phone ahead and nerditor or nerdator. Whatever. Joe Leahy says it in, in today's episode. Nerdator. It, it just, it's such a weird word. We know Predator. Mm-hmm. And so Nerdator should be yeah. the way. But I'm I would think pr- that's right. I think that's it. But at any rate, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great episode of Freakazoid. And if you're looking for these episodes of Freakazoid, well, unfortunately, they're not streaming on Hulu. Um, you can purchase the streams, I believe, on Apple and Amazon for a few bucks and uh, you can of course get the DVD which I believe this episode has a commentary track on it which is always nice Uh, but the DVD is a little hard to find right now and of course you can always go to uh, salacious places online Mm. (laughs) which I'm sure which have some pretty poor uh, quality uh, streams of it but wherever you happen to find it watch this episode and and listen to this episode that's good if you get the dvd this one has audio commentary too yes so it's kind of like speaking of audio commentaries paul rugg put out a thing saying he's gonna he's thinking about doing some audio commentaries for freakazoid episodes we should put that on our patreon (laughs) (laughs) i think yeah yeah exactly lock it behind the paywall i'll be like hey (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. I think he's doing that on his own. But that yeah, is going to be a that'll be a fun, cool thing. I wonder if I, I'm I'm going to say we should take credit by having Tom do Animaniacs commentaries that influenced did we, him. Did we in, influence Paul Rugg? I I don't know. Did we? I think I we did. I'm going to say we <gasps> did. I'm oh going to just. <laughs> 
Well, if you want the Animaniacs commentaries, let's get our plug-in for Patreon out of the way. <laughs> Patreon.com oh, yeah. slash Animaniacast. Do that. It's those. for my birthday. Do it for my birthday. Do it for Nathan's birthday. Become a patron. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about this episode of Freakazoid, however, which has, ironically, a lot of Animaniacs in it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did If someone were to ask you about this episode in just a few words, what would you tell them, Nathan? Um, Elliot, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? How Spielbergian. I thought you would say that. This is probably the most Spielbergian episode of Freakazoid. Mm. Without a doubt, I think. So it only goes downhill from here is what you're saying? No. No, there are other... There's gonna. This isn't the only Spielbergian no. episode. No, so. there is more Spielberg to come. Yes. Oh, okay. There is more so. Spielberg. Don't don't you worry. Don't. But this is definitely the most Spielbergian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of, of all the episodes, without a doubt. Uh, well, uh, before we get into today's discussion, Nathan, why don't you tell us when did this episode first premiere? Okay. Well, Joey, uh, this episode premiered on Saturday, February February third of uh, nineteen ninety six, which was the same day as an Animaniacs episode, uh, Dots Entertainment, The Girl with the Googly Goop, and Gunga Dot that came out the same day. Uh, this day marked the end of the cartoon show Dumb and Dumber, oh. and the temporary end of the show Are You Afraid of the Dark? That was uh, later picked up again in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, and it was a day after the release of the semi Tommy Boy sequel, uh, Black Sheep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The let's do Tommy Boy again, but not make it good sequel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have like same kind of characters, same kind. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take out the heart and uh, yeah, exactly. Just have da- <laughs> keep some of the jokes. You know, yeah. we got some humor and uh, Chris Farley flopping around the place. Yeah, there you go. But- None of the yeah, well, it, it does miss the heart for sure. <laughs> some some interesting stuff. Dumb and Dumber. I do remember vaguely that cartoon, and it was not good. I yeah, remember. they also had the mask around that same time. Yeah, it was like a, and and Ace and Ventura. Ace Ventura. They're yeah. like, oh, we could do that. I think that one probably did the worst. I think was Dumb and Dumber because yeah. like, what are you supposed to do with that show? I think I'm guessing that had the shortest runtime. Uh, maybe, perhaps, but yes, this of course is kids WB time and. Uh, we we were uh, we were talking about how th- for our bonus audio this week we talk about how it's so hard to get new episodes of Animaniacs during this time and they uh, they sure do reference it a lot in this episode here mm-hmm. of Freakazoid. Um, but we had a new one today, so it didn't even matter. So. Exactly. <laughs> I wasn't there. You weren't there. I know. Well, that's the thing because Kids WB uh, was also very hard to get unless you were like in one of the major cities and. And re- willing to. No, I mean up. I wasn't there for the bonus audios. So. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> well, you weren't there for the the this this episode or Kids WB either, though. Yeah, you didn't no. see this episode when we. Yeah, so. oh, yeah. I, didn't. I, I didn't watch any of that Dumb and Dumber, Tommy Boy, whatever. <laughs> you didn't see Black Sheep. <laughs> no, what is no? I think I've only seen seventy five percent of it, which is more than most people I think should give it. But uh, <laughs> at any rate, let's. Roads. <laughs> Roads. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about this episode of Freakazoid, and we're going to go ahead and start with next time. Phone ahead. And next time, phone ahead was written by Tom Ruger, and it was directed by Eric Radomski and Kelly. This one is for you. What happens here in next time? Phone ahead. Okay. It pretty much opens up like E.T. the Extraterrestrial. You know, there's a spaceship comes down, and the aliens are like, you know, it's only a five-minute uh, pit stop or whatever. And um, these people, uh, you don't see their faces, but they, they come in on trucks, just like, you know, they do in E.T. Uh, I know in E.T. it's like the government, but I don't know who these people are, to be honest. But... Uh, <laughs> They're rednecks, I think. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and um, they, uh, they're they out there, you know, looking and trying to find out what's going on. And uh, one of the aliens gets left behind because the, the ship realizes there's people out there looking for them. And so they're like, come on, come on, come on. And so they leave one of their, theirs behind. And then the, um, yeah, the rednecks or, or whoever they are, um, they find a, a roll of toilet paper. And... Um, 
then get a call or something about Bob Saget. What did they want here? Uh, beats me, but watch your step. Hello? Yep. All right. Myrtle says Bob Saget's on Leno. Come on! So, then we we cut to uh, Freakazoid's house, and um, he's got to go take the trash out. And, again, this echoes E.T. when E.T. goes, I mean, I'm sorry, Elliot goes and gets the, the pizza, and, you know, here's something out in the, the shed. But this is, you know, all the, the overturned trash cans, everything. He thinks it's a cat and starts talking to the cat. Chubbikins, you come out here this instant, you bad cat. You, you, you are not Mr. Chubbikins. Then he gets eaten by a monster. I mean, it, it didn't even look like it didn't even look like one of the aliens. Um, it just—it's it, it, sort of like a silhouette, and I mean, it's like a monster. I was like, "What? Okay, this is cool. It's <laughs> ET." But then it got—it got amazing because then we see Steven Spielberg, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So um, <laughs> stop laughing. And uh, they're at like a story meeting or. You know, everybody's sitting around the, the big long table talking about it, and uh, he's like, "So then, then what? I mean, this is that's the ending." And they say, "Yeah, we thought we'd end this episode of Freakazoid early, and you know, do Animaniacs." He's like, "Oh, okay." Where's Freakazoid? Well, he's uh, he's not in this episode. Not in it. He's the star of the show. What are you thinking? Well, <laughs> we were thinking of maybe ending the episode early today. And showing some more Animaniacs reruns. Oh. I like that. It's time for Animaniacs. And then they, they start the opening of Animaniacs. I'm like, wow, this is getting better and better. <laughs> now we're going to get some Animaniacs on here. This is great. But then right before the, the ending of the, um, the opening... He's like, no, 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 we can't do that. You know, like, we'll, we'll make that whole thing a dream sequence. And it's actually, you know, he doesn't get eaten. We, we need to do Freakazoid. Come on, let's get back, get, get back to it. He gets, uh, he, he gets his bag. Of, it's called, like, Chateau Blanc, which is White <laughs> Castle. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> like the hamburger. Yes. And gives him a hamburger and uh, brings the alien up to his room. No Reese's Pieces. <laughs> and, uh... It's it's Bo Boron, and yes. is the alien, and um, so they start hanging out, and he, he lets them live there, and uh, keeps trying to hide him from his parents, and at first they kind of act like they don't see him, even though he's in their refrigerator and he's <laughs> ginormous, and uh, he's sucking on a gallon of milk. It's so disgusting. <laughs> just... Yeah, and then he then they he tries. Uh, Freakazoid, um, what's his, De- Dexter? Dexter, yes. Dexter tries to pass him off as like a monkey, a pet monkey, and they don't really buy that. Um, so they're not so oblivious. So I tried to pass him off as my new pet. He's a rare Peruvian spider monkey. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Pretty Amy, pretty Amy, good monkey. <laughs> Mom and Dad didn't buy it. So finally, I told him the truth. He's from another planet, and I'm gonna keep him. No, you're not, Dexter. Why? He takes up too much room. But worst of all, he keeps tying up the bathroom. And he forgets to use the fan. That's just plain inhuman. He's like, you gotta go back. You gotta go back home. So, you know, this is where the, like, the E.T. phone home bit comes in, and they they're on the roof and they have this contraption made he's like so what what's your phone number (laughs) he's like um you know what big guy it's not really working out i thought it'd be neat keeping here but it's getting kind of funky so it's time for you to phone home and have your folks come and get you you know your number uh i forget what's the area code for baronies 
area code? Well, who's your long distance carrier? I'm not sure. I found to my grave concern that Boron hadn't decided yet on his long distance phone company. So, AT&T, MCI, and Sprint fought a pitched battle over who would provide service. All these long-distance carriers are, are battling uh, <laughs> to get Boron's um, patronage, and uh, I can't remember which one wins. I think it was, I knew it was Candace Bergen, which must have been, I think she was Sprint, I want to say, or maybe it was MCI. I'm, I'm not quite sure, yeah. but... MCI's not even around anymore, are they? No, MCI heard. was one of the phone people that they ta- they mentioned, and I'm like, oh, MCI, God, yeah, I haven't heard of them in a long same, time. Same, same. I think I think Sprint ate them up or something like that. <laughs> it's like when I was I finally was rewatching Mannequin the other day because I hadn't seen Mannequin in forever, and Andrew McCarthy was tweeting about mannequins, and I think like, I got to rewatch Mannequin, and there's a commercial inside on Mannequin in in Mannequin for Eastern Airlines. Oh gosh, I it's like yeah, that was back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, anyway, they, uh, he, he figures out what his long distance carrier is and he calls and he gets the answer machine. He's like, they always have the answer machine on. Like he's, he's talking to it. He's like, I know you're there. Pick up, pick up. <laughs> so they keep calling and calling and call it all night. And then they, they finally, uh, get a hold of somebody. And then the, the ship comes and picks them up. Good. Bye, red underwear man. I will never forget you. And so, Boron went home. He left me with lots of fun memories and something else even more special. Dexter! A phone bill you wouldn't believe. (sighs) Then, back to Spielberg and they're talking and then they decide that the Animaniacs reruns are are the better option. (laughs) It goes right back to that. So, um, yeah, you know, so Frank Welker was Spielberg. Yes. And, and um, sounded, sounded pretty good. And uh, it was really cool. I really wish Frank Welker could do the, it was still doing Spielberg in the reboot. I, for whatever reason, I don't know why he's not doing it anymore, but I really love his Spielberg. He probably cost too much. I mean, the, the amount the man charges for an autograph is ridiculous and he doesn't even personalize it. <laughs> and yeah, I'm still sore about it. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think we <laughs> ever talked about ever naming him on the, as, as a, we never called him out on name on, on the podcast for your bad experience with not getting a, with not getting I mean, a personalization. he wasn't mean or anything, but it was like, well, well, what made me upset was my boyfriend got a personalized autograph just because the line happened to be shorter. Oh. To him. But I paid the same amount, and I didn't get a person. Like they, they, they go through the line, and say, "Well, he's not going to personalize. He's not going to do it." I'm like, "Well, I've already prepaid. Like I paid yeah. before I even got here." Oh no! There, there weren't any Animaniac photos or anything. Oh man! So I was like, "I, I paid like a hundred dollars for a non-personalized photo for a character I don't even care that much about." Oh my goodness! So, um, anyway, I mean, he was nice, but. I, what, what, I'm take, still sore about it. I'm still sore about it. <laughs> well, the, the, we all, we all, uh, uh, I like this episode quite a bit. There's a lot of um, references to get through. Uh, so I think I'll just kind of go through the, the Wikipedia here, which has a lot of good stuff because like we, like we had mentioned before, uh, there's a commentary track on the DVD for this. So if you're able to get that DVD, check out the commentary of it. Is Spielberg um, on the commentary? No, he does. They mention his name, I'm sure. They do, yes. <laughs> um, and speaking of mentioning Spielberg's name, I, I I had a question when I was watching this, which always bugged me as a kid, where you have Boron, and I'm like, I thought his name was Moron. Like, why is his name Boron all of a sudden? So now that 
you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And my great power is that I have Tom Ruger uh, on speed his, dial. I have him on speed dial. So I could, yes, I could text him <laughs> and ask him questions. So I said, hey, Tom, if you got time, I got an incredibly stupid and unimportant question to ask. Uh, are moron- Why do hot dog buns? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> are moron and boron the same character? So, and I said as a follow up, why? How did he get so big? I'm a, because you know he's a little guy at the beginning of it. And I said I assumed it's from just eating the trash and then the cheeseburgers or something. I, said, I don't know how that happened. Well, Tom responds, boron and moron are the same character. Okay. When Steven saw the first moron cartoon at the White House in the first episode, Steven said, no more of moron. But Tom had already had him in the next phone ahead cartoon. So to honor Steven's request of no more moron, he changed his name to Boron. (laughs) Nice. so, I was, <laughs> he said, "I was wondering why, like as a kid, I would say so, I die in boron. Yeah, why didn't Stephen? Why didn't right. Stephen like him though? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like moron? Boron. Uh, I loved moron. <laughs> um, I used to always like in high school when these episodes were coming out. I would always just go to my friends and go, I am moron. Um, I love that character. He's such a s- stupid, silly thing." Um, but Tom also does say that Boron and Moron are both big eaters, or whatever. I guess they're the same character. So he he is a big eater. <laughs> he comes from the planet Baronies, which is basically the pizza planet, and it's he eats several pies a day. So there you go. That's why Boron or Moron or the two different versions of him. Um, well, so anyway, there's a lot of ref- other cool references in here. Obviously, the ET is very strong in here, but it's not just ET. Oh, I mean, ET. it's okay. <laughs> it's not just ET, but it's like the specific shots are being done really well. Like uh-huh. going through the woods, like you get to see the yeah. the, the the lights going, the the trees, the framing. Instead of showing the man with keys rattling at his side, it's a cell phone <laughs> rattling at the side. Mm-hmm. Um, even Dexter not going up. Oh, yeah, what was that? Yeah. Not a walkie-talkie. Not a walkie-talkie. No walkie-talkies. Yeah, (laughs) walkie-talkies and guns or whatever it was changed to. Oh, goodness. But even like I noticed when Dexter was taking out the trash, there's a shooting star. And there's a shooting star in that scene with Elliot. uh, But I didn't notice any of the silhouetted. They they had the moon very prominent, but I didn't see any like real silhouettes against the moon unless I missed it. Oh, I don't know about that. But some, some of the, I guess... Well, you know, that iconic, iconic E.T. shot. Thing. Right, yeah, of going across the moon. Yeah, they could have yeah. done it, but it was mostly borrowing from the beginning of E.T. for the most part. Um, I'm just saying, it could have been there. <laughs> could have put it in. And we had the ship <laughs> uh, was uh, in there, uh, which I thought was cool that in uh, Spielberg's office, which if you look at the writer's room that they're in, it's it's that Amblin building, the, the Southwest motif uh, all there. What do they call it? I forgot what... Um, uh, uh, John John McCann called it in his uh, discussion with us a few years ago, uh, like I have, uh, Casa de Spielberg or something like that. I don't mm. know exactly, but at yeah, any I don't remember. Rate, yeah, at any rate, it was it, so little touches like that were were neat to see. Uh, Waron or Boron calls himself Pretty Amy, and mm-hmm. that's because uh, in Congo, uh, that's uh, which is another Michael Michael Crichton book that got turned into a movie i should have gotten that but it's been so long since i I got it right away because i was we would always quote that in high school (laughs) pretty 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 girl pretty Pretty amy (laughs) um yes apparently uh paul rugg pretty girl pretty (laughs) yes uh ruger rugg and mccann had gone to the theater to see congo during the production and according to the wikipedia found it amusingly terrible um (laughs) so uh, and the Cong- Congo does come back later. We'll in the, see it again later, yeah, but no spoilers. Cosgrove for Kenny. I'll and, make sure. Yeah, I'll just say Cosgrove's involved. That's all I'm going to say. The book was oh. good. I remember the, the book being okay. I don't remember it being one of my favorite books. It, it wasn't one of my big favorites. No. But, um, White apes. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, the uh, let's see. We talked about the, the telephone wars back in the day with. They had so many back then. Just but yeah, go yeah, with us each, for your long distance carrier. They would name out the other uh, company by name. Like Sprint would be like, oh, you don't want to go to AT&T. Cause- <laughs> Rat or- Patrol was was 
brought up a couple times in this episode in this episode which i mean that is a that's a reference for kids of the 1960s you know <laughs> this is there's a isn't there a they might be giant song called rat patrol uh yes but i don't know if it has anything to do with the actual tv show uh well. involving the uh, I think I, I remember my dad laughing at certain things of this episode and rap patrol was, I think one of them. Uh, did so. any, either of y'all ever get like uh phone bills? Like, like what he got at the end. I um, did. Same. I, I did. Especially when I dialed, um, they used to have one, 900 numbers for kids to call like joke lines and stuff like that. And, or Nintendo helplines or something like that. Oh, so yeah. I would call those and, and just think, okay, I'll just do the first minute and then hang up. But I would do that because it was like 99 cents for the first minute and then $5 for additional minute. <laughs> Something crazy yeah. like that. So my dad had to do lots of calls to AT&T like, my son didn't know. And they'd appeal it and re- refund it and everything. Yeah. Well, when I started meeting people online, um, you know, we'd, we'd call each other sometimes and talk for hours. And I didn't understand about long distance yeah i mean i knew it would cost but i got like a 350 dollars bill one time <laughs> and my my mother flipped out kids um, today they have no idea how much of a uh how, how good they have it they don't even talk on the phone though <laughs> well that's true <laughs> text, it's, all texting, yeah. it's texting or messaging or but when you do need to do a voice call, you can do yeah. one very easily free online using the internet. And see their face even. and do. <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy. The times have changed. I, it really has. So uh, anyway, there's, there's there's a lot of cool lessons right here that Freakazoid gives. Um, he tells us, you know, safety with scissors. Never run with scissors. Yeah, run with scissors. No. He talks about the four basic food groups. The four basic food groups are ice cream, candy, cakes, and very large cakes. Large cakes. He talks about uh, what you should make sure that you're doing when you're signing a contract. (laughs) Always ask for a piece of the gross, not the net. The net is fantasy. Piece of the gross. Talks about uh, cartoon uh, lessons. Never try to catch a roadrunner. It's impossible. Okay. Um, Roadrunners, yeah. Yeah, what to do when you're making sure that you, uh, when you're in your parents' room, what you should not do. Stay out of your father's underwear drawer. Trust me on this one. Uh, Underwear drawer. No, no. Uh, (laughs) But it talks about how important vegetables are. Eating carrots gives you x-ray vision. X ray, good. Uh, and I liked when uh, <laughs> Steph, who is in the the Freaka Lair for some reason, as one of Freakazoid's assistants, she's like a she's a, she was wearing some short shorts in this one. Let me tell you, <laughs> boy, oh boy, Steph's outfit. But uh, that part where they're they're talking about X ray vision, and you could see Steph like clocking in or out, <laughs> sees that they're testing out x-ray glasses and she runs out of the room was amusing and also nothing you could do today at all <laughs> but uh don't forget yo-yo ma yes well that's in the next one. Oh, <laughs> well i got excited about yo-yo ma <laughs> uh and of course diane so- diane sawyer uh who's still on it's tv the last lesson yeah yeah diane sawyer these are lessons of life these are important things Diane Sawyer acts sincere, but she's actually faking it. Yeah, faking it. I do remember my dad, when we were originally watching this episode, watching it with us and laughing uh, uh, uncomfortably loud when he said, don't look in your under- look, don't look in the father's underwear drawer. Trust me on this one. <laughs> and I was just like, dad, no one. Anyway. <laughs> so at any rate, there's a, and there's other little things. I guess there's even like a, an LP of, by Herb Alfred with a naked or semi-naked woman on the cover buried in whipped cream. And according to yeah, the Wiki- Wikipedia, this references the album Whipped Cream and Other Delights by 1960s trumpeteer Herb Alpert and his band, the Tijuana Brass. Yeah, they look very similar if you look at them. Oh. Um, well, there you go. Uh, there's the Tumblr reference guide for Freakazoid, and they have the picture side by side on there. There we go. So the the room that has all the 
are the writers and everything. Those yes. are caricatures of everyone. Yes. Do you like have the actual? Can you list off all the names that are on it? Because I know it's written on the thing. It's written, but I I have so if I look at the Tumblr or the wiki, uh-huh. there, so there's two names that they don't quite know because there's Ooh. there's an, a consensus between all these other names. Well, so. well, maybe I'll, if if I can figure out who it is, I'll put it into post after this, and if I can't, you won't hear <laughs> sure. anything different. Well, I'll I'll list both what what they either one that is. So oh, okay. of course we have Tom Ruger. So this is. This is Sp- Steven Spielberg looking at the room. Right. So so fr- on the far left, we have Tom Ruger. And then next, it's either Peter Shin or it's Ronnie Del Carmen. Yeah, Ronaldo Del Carmen. Or Del yes. Carmen. And then the next, it's either Rich Aarons or Scott Gerald's. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those two. And then everyone else there is consensus. So then it's Haven Alexander, Dan Reba. And then we have... Um, <laughs> Emmett Nervin's head Emmett sticking Nervin's, up yeah. at barely up. <laughs> uh, Jack Heater, Mitch Shower, Shower, yeah, <laughs> Gene McCurdy, Paul Rugg, and John P. McCann. Yes, so. and Paul Rugg and John P. McCann both do their voices too. Yeah, so that's which fun. is nice. Uh, so yeah, so we have the, the the full writing or producing writing slash producing crew mm-hmm. uh, of Freakazoid right there, uh, which is cool to see. Um, it's behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> which yeah there's more in the next segment too which is this, this episode has a lot of it uh but at any rate i think that's about all the the major references uh that we we have what did you guys think about this episode um nathan let's start with you um i thought it was funny i liked uh when Briggs always trying to teach boron uh life and just boron repeating the things back like running with scissors no like, <laughs> I like with the piece of the gross, and he's eating Oreos, yes. in the Ore- which Oreos really. I mean, even as a kid, it's. It, I remember eating a bunch of Oreos and then smiling to show how gross it makes your mouth look. Yeah, is uh, very. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, Kelly, what what did you think of this first cartoon? I liked the ET stuff, and I liked seeing Steven Spielberg. Ah. Yes, I thought this would be a very, this would be like, okay, I think Kelly's going to like this one. Kelly, of course, did not grow up with Freakazoid or anything like that. So, you know, selling these episodes is, you know, it's a little tougher for she to an adult. She doesn't have the nostalgic. Yeah, exactly. So. To me, it's 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 good with or without nostalgia, but, you know. Was, that's was just Boron uh, dressed as the monkey from Indiana Jones? <laughs> he did notice, He did say he was a Peruvian spider monkey, which is kind of like I think that's kind of what the monkey was in. Raiders. But he kind of looked like a boo. Yeah, he was kind of yeah, dressed that's like true. A boo as well. Maybe it was a boo. I don't yeah, know. I did like that though. Also, when the mom was talking about the, how he he you know takes up the the bathroom and then he doesn't turn on the fan, uh, and so I'm like, oh man, that would be pretty bad because moron or boron. Uh, boy, oh boy, he can fa- barely fit into those shorts. Um, mm. It's he's talk about short shorts. Short I, shorts. I know. <laughs> I know. Nobody should complain about Steph wearing short shorts. It's you should focus on moron. That guy, he needs to wear some slacks. Really, mm. uh, it's not <laughs> and a shirt. We get and a shirt, shirt that fits. Get a shirt yeah. that fits. Uh, although I know I mentioned it the first time when it was moron. I love just the right and left on his shirt, so, so he knows. <laughs> Which way is right and which way is left. His voice is just so funny. Stan Freeberg does the voice yeah. of Moron Boron, who's uh, you know, no longer with us, but he was around for a very long time. Does a lot of classic Looney Tunes characters and was just a great satirist in his own right. Um, so I always like when uh, Stan Freeberg is involved. He did the voice of Cecil in Beanie and Cecil ah. in the 50s. So he, I mean, he was around doing stuff for a very, very long time. So he's, he's, he's cool. Hi, this is Paul Rugg, voice of Freakazoid, and you're listening to the Animaniacast. <laughs> well, I think we should just move ahead and go right into the next section, and that is Nerditor. Nerditor was written by Paul Dini. And it was directed by Jack Heater. And Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in Nerditor? Well, uh, so we have a, mis- a mystery going on. A mystery's afoot because uh, nerds around the world are disappearing um, mid 
doing things. I don't know. Like one <laughs> one nerd's trying to ask a girl out and then she's like, just disappear. And then he does. Dry up and blow away. <laughs> and then like another team's like the like the baseball kids are trying to like pick teams or whatever. And they're like, I don't want these nerds. Um, and the nerds disappear. Like, good, no nerds around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> play ball, <laughs> play ball. It's great. Uh, and then more famous nerds like Bill Gates disappears. That's right. By name, mention Bill Gates <laughs> because because <laughs> he's friends with Steven Spielberg. Another <laughs> name we get to drop because he's the executive producer. He also disappears while making his sequel to E.T. <laughs> yes. Uh, so another EP reference. Well, Elliot and, with uh, Elliot about to make out with some girl on the couch. <laughs> Take one. I'm back, Elliot, and I'm grown up. Go away. I don't know. Would, <laughs> EC, would Elliot scene. really be that young? I feel like I feel like in the late '90s, Elliot or would not be. Maybe he would be in his twenties. I guess he'd be making out. Well, that was about the time he was in Legends of the Fall. Um, <laughs> And uh, Suicide Kings. So there, he was in his twenties, right? So yeah, yeah. I think he was like in his early, early to mid twenties. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was, like, it was like Act One, Scene One, Take One. <laughs> the the movie's going to open the very. Movie. I don't know about Stephen making this ET too. For the longest time, he I'm said no he, sequels uh... to ET. Well, actually, then... I think Legends of the Fall was a lot earlier. But anyway, that was like. <laughs> No, we're talking about the sequel to E.T., about how this is a bad setup. <laughs> this is the first scene of the, the first, first scene of the movie is e- Elliot making out with uh, a girl and, uh, <laughs> and, just, Elli- and being uh, bothered Elliot, with. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> bad timing, dude. Um, a bunch of nerds at a, a Star Trek convention also disappear. Ooh, hey, look, a triple. That's my hair. Oh, funny they usually vanish after i sing rocket man uh so you know we got all even host of sitcoms uh like tom snyder i think it is yes tom snyder who he disappears he's a, he the, was a talk show host he was, was doing the radio he i think he did the late late show so I after letterman he's well considered a nerd just like kathy lee <laughs> yeah kathy lee who for some reason was on backstage at the tom snyder show i don't know uh, it, it doesn't quite make sense but he's he's just grabbing everybody he can doesn't yeah really they're matter. all disappearing in fact the last person to disappear for some reason is dexter douglas is the very last nerd to be taken i think i'm the only one on the internet tonight it's like all the other techno geeks just vanished yeah! um the nerditor comes to his house and uh does this personally and, yeah and gives them a whole uh super villain exposition of why he's, he's taken too so it's kind of nice um and going through saying all politicians are nerds except for uh newt gingrich and i i would think donald trump wouldn't count as a nerd nowadays i think right? both i think no no i uh, newt, newt gingrich <laughs> and donald trump are both chubby boys as the nerd so would to say to be a politician you either need to be a nerd or a chubby boy no, the, you uh, don't be a chubby boy. No, he, well, you can be a politician, or I guess you're not a politician. They weren't politicians, we'll say. They were, yeah. Well, you can be a politician, but if you're a politician that's a chubby boy, then he doesn't want you. So you're not a nerd, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't there know. It's a strange thing. Well, in any case, he, he his plan is to uh, use some sort of uh, device to take all the brains of all the nerds or whatever and put it in his own head and take all their powers of being a nerd but then uh, Doug Dexter says, uh, freak out, turns into Freakazoid, and Freakazoid convinces the nerdeder that uh, it's bad to be a nerd because uh, the girls don't like you and you'll get bad acne and you'll be obsessed with pin protectors. And uh, the fact that the girls didn't like him really upset the nerdeder. So, um, and worst of all, all the cute girls will want to just be friends. No, that's not true, is it? Steph? You're such a nice guy. Why spoil our special friendship? No! He decided to uh, his plan. Instead, he took all the uh, vapid, uh, handsome people, and uh, then he's going to take on their powers, I guess. And to get the girls, I guess. And nobody yeah. noticed. 
which was also no one cared. No yeah. one cares that these that all the the hunky guys are now taken. So, and that's how it. And then yeah, so it just ends like that. So, <laughs> well, there you go. I, this was a this was a fun uh, episode. I lot of lot of references here. Let's just go over uh, as many as I can. Uh, so we have. Uh, we talked about E.T. Uh, Bill Gates. I'm a little. Uh, I was a little confused why all the people watching Bill Gates' uh, presentation were also not taken. But maybe they're members of the media. Perhaps I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Like the fact that they weren't taken, but like Kathy Lee and the other hosts, like yeah. Tom Snyder. Like I was like, they're nerds. Like are they? Like, yeah. Well. Pope John Paul II was in here. The Pope, he was very happy. He should be a nerd, right? Learning well, all the th- about the Bible and everything. Exactly. Oh, what a be. nerd! <laughs> he knows so much. <laughs> um, so, uh, but then they had a guy that kids today would have. There was a long segment here. We're talking with Cato Kalin is like now the president or something because all the nerds were taken, and Cato Kalin was uh, a, a witness at the O.J. Simpson trial. Uh, and in this, he says, "Like, oh, I thought I heard a bump." <laughs> and <laughs> I don't in, remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. And it's it's all referring to his testimony at uh, the O.J. Simpson trial, where he was. They were trying to determine if he heard uh, the you know O.J. Murder. or whoever the murderer was. <clears throat> O.J. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> O.J., please don't sue me. Actually, I'd love that. I'd love O.J. Simpson to sue me. That would give us such great press. So I'm going to say O.J. murdered. <laughs> He's the murderer. I'll say allegedly so I can't. Get oh, this. darn. Okay. Well, otherwise. Man. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so uh, Yo-Yo Ma was mentioned as yeah. Kelly was mentioned. So <laughs> Kelly, have you have you seen a Yo-Yo Ma concert or are you just a fan of Yo-Yo Ma? No, um, I'm, I'm mostly familiar from his work uh, when, from when he's, he's worked with John Williams. Um He's uh, cellist, yes. I believe. <laughs> I always get my instruments messed up. But um, he worked on uh, Seven Years in Tibet with John Williams and then also Memoirs of a Geisha. And then he also uh, was one of the, I, I think it was a four-piece, um, uh, I guess you'd call it an ensemble as opposed to an orchestra, um, that did the uh, the composition that John Williams did for uh president obama's inauguration so um he's just one of the the preeminent musicians and i follow him on facebook and he's done a lot of uh music and and things like that to to keep everybody's spirits up and so he just seems like a a genuinely nice guy he's been on mr rogers back when mr rogers was still alive and um he's a prodigy i mean he i think the first time he was on mr rogers he was like a teenager and he was already that's right wildly successful i think he'd already played for presidents at that point because I, I looked him up and he owns a uh stradivarius um cello i think um i mean i usually think of stradivarius in, in relation to violins but it's worth millions of dollars um so he he owns you know very nice uh, musical instrument well, I always think of uh, Seinfeld when I hear Yo-Yo Ma. Yo-Yo Ma. It's uh, Kramer's catchphrase <laughs> in that one episode. Well, uh, there, there's uh, – I guess, of course, the, the this whole thing is sort of uh, – the design of the Nerditor is based on the Predator. Uh, although I think it's kind of on his belt instead of human skulls or anything. It looks like he has uh, the skulls of Tweety Bird and Bugs Bunny on his, on his belt, which I thought was a uh, little – Funny. Oh, see, he reminded me of a monster in uh, one of the episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. That's who came. Mo- was it Moloch? Moloch? Something like that. Anyway. Yeah, he he was he looked different enough so that they couldn't get sued. I think definitely mm-hmm. he was more of a robot looking guy. Yeah, but Predator makes more sense with the t- title of the yes. cartoon. <laughs> the nerd show. Yeah. Uh, well, and he has his little braids kind of sticking out of the back, kind of. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of nerds on Nerd Island. Uh, Stephen King and Anne Rice and John Grisham are all writing some stuff. I saw Garrison Keillor in the back as well. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Maybe the director Jack Keeter is in there, perhaps. Uh, there's uh, a lot of directors. We have uh, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas. Uh, there's a short guy who the wiki said was Danny DeVito, but I don't know. It, it didn't look like Danny DeVito to me. It kind of looked like either Oliver Stone or 
I mean, I don't know. Martin Scorsese. I, I couldn't really tell. It was a weird. It, whenever it's a caricature, it's always like a guessing game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did I mention? Uh, let's see. Clint, I mentioned Clint Eastwood and George Lucas and all that. So there was a lot of them. It says also uh, Tim Burton was there, which I don't know about that Wikipedia, but okay, sure. I didn't see it. Uh, Mickey Mouse is in uh, the White House, by the way. When <laughs> Gato Kalen is uh become pre- became president he put a big mickey mouse oh yeah i see yeah at any rate um so dexter is put into a cage with many of the people who worked on freakazoid uh scott gerald's tom ruger's in there uh mitch shower dan reba bruce tim and ronaldo del carmen are always uh, some of the people that are in there uh who are getting electrocuted <laughs> when freakazoid finally shows up uh let's see eh, any other little things uh i mean they mentioned kind of like there's brad pitt and uh fabio and keanu reeves are at the end with the hunky guys yeah pamela uh, anderson is first lady maybe or something yeah maybe she was just it was just this girl with well, it's a Baywatch. i think i, it's, I guess it was a Baywatch watch swimsuit i guess yeah. yeah i guess it was pamela it had to be pamela anderson she was big in the 90s mm-hmm. and um Anyway, the uh, the and the, William Shatner uh, is singing uh, Rocket Man in it. Which, if you've ever heard William Shatner sing Rocket Man, it's uh, pretty iconic. I I think he should have been singing Ba Ba Black Sheep. <laughs> have you any wool? <laughs> that would have been fantastic. But I would have loved it. At any rate, oh, and Freakazoid mentions DreamWorks <laughs> when after Spielberg gets zapped and vanishes. So. They mentioned Tribbles too, if you're a big Star Trek fan. Oh, the Tribbles, Tribbles are yes. the, yeah. Those little hairy ball things. Hairy ball things with the, the stupidest plot points. <laughs> and they couldn't think of anything else to make. They're like, well, Look, just, they're multiplying. <laughs> just throw a bunch of hairballs down on them. <laughs> well, anyway, a lot of there's a lot of references in it, a lot of stuff. But what, what did you uh, two think about the episode in general? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. I thought it was okay. It has Steven in it. Yeah, that's always a good plus. Nathan, what do you think about the Nerditur? It was fine. Um, I like the, um, I wanted more Freakazoid, I guess. So the whole time I'm just like, when is Freakazoid going to show up? <laughs> Which yeah. is why his first line is great. But. Yeah, why, why Why is it taking so long for me to get back in these? <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I did like the uh, sequel to E.T., just the concept of how bad that would be. There have been some good parody um sequels to et although though i don't think there'll ever be a real sequel i did like the horror film version uh that was put on youtube which you can find um which i'm sure kelly you're you're familiar with that right uh, the you've never seen the horror et comes back and it's like a horror film is it just like a trailer it's sort of but i think that um oh who's the actor who plays elliot again um oh uh, henry thomas yeah henry thomas actually does do like new lines for it and everything i'll send it to you oh later. no i don't know if i have i'll seen send that. it to you i saw the commercial they did a few years ago yeah, the, which was so cute and yes now that is heartwarming now that is very Super Bowl cute. commercial yeah that was, yeah, I, that I, may, was, I may or may not have cried i'm not i'm not saying i know and just for a commercial now that was really done well though that was like if you were like the first version of it is like et comes back to protect the earth from other ets who are trying to kill everybody and it's kind of a mashup of new footage uh, and old, and uh, footage from other movies with like Drew Barrymore. <laughs> so when they needed to show like Drew Barrymore's character, they just kind of show her in a different movie and uh, make it look like she's in never this been one. kissed. And yeah, it's it's. <laughs> but I'll show that to you later. It's it's still pretty funny. Um, but at any rate, um, good stuff. Uh, I think um, I think we should go ahead and get to our water tower rating. <laughs> What do you guys think? Out of five water towers, what? How many would you give this episode of Freakazoid? Nathan, let's start with you. Mm, oh boy. Um, okay, I'm going to give it um, like a a four. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Um, I thought they were really cool. I really liked the references to ET, and um, yeah, I just want more quotes though from 
Freakazoid. There's not a lot. Like, watching the episode, I was like, oh, I got to think of something to say at the beginning of the episode. And I couldn't. I was like, I'm like, there's not a lot of, like, quotable lines from this episode. Like, <laughs> but I think it's missing. Okay. And Kelly, what about you? Uh, I think I might give it a five. Because um, I think you're right. It's probably going to be my favorite episode. Um, <laughs> so I don't see myself liking anything more than this. Um and it was such a nice surprise and uh, joy to see them, you know, animate Spielberg and the whole E.T. thing. And, um, yeah, I think this is as good as it gets. All right. Well, I'm going <laughs> to give it – I'm going to go right in between you two. I'm giving it a four and a half. Um, I, I, I do really like both segments a lot. I I, I don't know. As much as – and I, I wanted more Freakazoid, but at the same time, I liked how this episode had more Dexter than usual. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And even how it switches the narration at one point in the first one, like Freakazoid starts the the wrap up of the story and then Dexter ends it. So, but at the same time, that that kind of doesn't make it as funny as it could be, you know, because Dexter by himself is not the. I mean, he's, he's funny, but he's not funny like Freakazoid. Um, so it is missing just a little bit of spark, but both are really really good. Yeah, I, both I, strong segments. I would sure. I would highly recommend this episode to somebody who's like, if you're just going to pick a few episodes of Freakazoid, this would probably be on my list of like the and top last five. week's The Cloud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two great episodes in a row. Just yeah, like. there's there's some good stuff, but yeah, as we go forward in the series, there's Dexter becomes less and less prominent, uh, other than Dexter's date, which is a whole other one, which is very funny, but. At any rate, uh, I think let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Nathan, where can people reach you online and say happy birthday? Yeah, I was going to say, say happy birthday to me, even though it'll be a couple days late, but that's whatever. Uh, Django FT, that's me. All right. And Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A, P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And, of course, over on Discord at the RetroZap Discord server. You can join us to talk about Animaniacs or anything pop culture with any of the other RetroZap podcasters and writers. So to get a welcome link to that, just go to discord.animaniacast.com. And become a patron. We'd love your support. You can get great bonus audio of us talking about stuff. And also, more importantly, Tom Ruger talking, giving audio commentaries for each and every episode of Animaniacs. So uh, we'd, we'd love to have you join the fun over there. That's patreon.com slash Animaniacast. All right. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. If I take meatball, you gotta take doofus. I always get stuck with doofus. Gone. Cool. Play ball.